Welcome to the Clobbercast, proudly presented to you from Clobbercalm, all the way from Sheffield, England. Ben, Glenn, take it away. Clobbercast? Are we doing, Glenn? Not bad, mate, yourself? Absolutely not bad. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Had a good week? Uh, cracking week, mate. Yeah. Well, it's uh, well, kind of technically. I'm in Amsterdam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because obviously <laughs> it's a bit weird in Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. yeah. Let's I'm not sure get into I that. I will have had a good week. <laughs> the Kingpin Trade Show. Thank cool. you. Cool. That's meant. That's yeah. meant. Um, so um, let's jump straight into this intro then, because um, we've got um, Adele. From trickers on. Yep, that today. came to the store a couple of weeks back. Yeah, that came into well, she came to the trickers event, of course, um, and showed people how to make proper shoes in a proper old school way, but in a day like that, like that lasts as well. That like yeah. there's no compromise there, even though there's a lot of traditional methods, mm-hmm. it still lasts and it's still mint and it's still awesome. And we saw that first hand, so we were like, you know what, the first opportunity that we can. I need to get Adele on. Let's speak to Adele. Yeah, she's, she's a good lass as well. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, well up for a beer. Uh, she's just mint, just talkative, cool, really informative, um, and she's just got loads to say, and just a really interesting character because... Um, she's the first female bespoke shoemaker trick you've ever had, and that can't be done years old. Jesus, yeah, that's a, that's a proper title, that. That's, you know, that's... I'd be, I'd be getting that tattoo with the power of death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to be fair. So that's, yeah, so that's good. It's a proper achievement. Um, so do you want to tell everybody, Ben, what we're going to be talking to Adele about? It's obviously quite obvious, but... Yeah, well, we, uh, we'll touch on Trickers, but we have got a podcast with Trickers coming up with one of their managing directors. So I think we'll leave... The heritage history, side, the, heritage, the history, we'll all, yeah, that. all that stuff. Uh, tonight, I think that there's probably a lot of people that would look at something like what Adele's doing and think that's really cool. A lot of young people, uh, people that know they want to get into design or craftsmanship, mm. become an artisan of some sort. People might not even know it exists. Exactly. And that's the, uh, well, basically, Trickers is 200 years, it's hundreds of years old, and, you know, this is the first female bespoke shoemaker. So Adele's obviously done something that nobody else has ever done before, but that other people could do. And she's kind of opening the doors for other apprentices, other internships, other ladies to move into the trade. Uh, so I think it'd be good to speak to Adele about Adele and see what it was that led her up. We're talking more personal than brand today, aren't we? Obviously, I think so, yeah. there's, there's obviously going to be some crossover because, well, she works for Trickers. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a really interesting story because, to be fair, we've heard elements of this, obviously, in store, and we yeah. were like, yeah, we probably just need to put the beers to one side, or not as many beers <laughs> as we did on, on that weekend. And let's actually, you know, give Adele the time that we think that, well, she definitely deserves. Yeah. And it's quite interesting because, you know, we talk to brands on their level yeah. uh, about history and all that sort of stuff, which we'll continue to do. But behind every brand is people. Yeah, There's, there's people that make that engine work. and. Mm-hmm. We're well into that, and we're people. We're people, people, aren't we, Ben? As we're well, people, so people. you know. So uh, it's a really nice story. Um, 
Adele will be back after this one as well, I'm sure, because she's not going to go away. She's only going to get well, further. Well, she's kind of writing the book. Yeah, So exactly. it'd be interesting <laughs> to follow it, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, And she's part of, well, she's a central part of Triggers, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's she's new to the Clobbercam side of things as well, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. So yeah, we'll see yeah. how that crosses over. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 going to be meant to speak to her. Um I know she's she's been working today. It's been a big old, well, big long day for her. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, well, I'm sure we'll get to find out a little bit more from her. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely touch on what she might have done today. A few tasks she's had, uh, what what her day to day life is like, and basically what goes into bespoke shoe bespoke shoe making. I mean, who buys these shoes? Mm. Who oh. spends fifteen hundred quid on a pair of shoes? And if they do. How does that even? St- what makes yeah? What There's makes your two hundred and fifty quid Red Wings, you know, eight times less valuable than a bespoke pair of shoes? Mm. That's really interesting. It is. Let's uh, let's kick on. She's it. She's here just now. Yeah. Let's give her a call. Hey Adele, how you doing? Hi Ben. Yeah, good. Thanks you. Yeah, I'm absolutely sound. Thank you. Not bad at all. Uh, good. Well, sat here with Glenn, as I'm sure you've assumed. Hello. Yep. How yeah. have you? Double trouble. Yep. It is double trouble as well. We're getting <laughs> that. We are getting that reputation. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> well, we're trying to up his game now as well, because uh, well, and Ant and Deck. I think there's a bit of a window there. We've got to strike while the oh, iron's up. Saturday night takeaway is there, ours. To be yeah, it's ours. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you've I think you've bagged it 100. percent Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna dope Ant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> so, Tell us, where are you now then, Adele? I'm actually in my car. Oh, are I'm you? I'm driving back from work, yeah. I've kind of pulled over, but I'm sitting in my car. It's my, I call it my office. Ah, it's where right. I make all my phone calls. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> get you. Uh, uh... There's nowhere that interesting, but my little office. Yeah, hey, <laughs> there's no wrong with that. There's no wrong with that. Do you have a long drive to, uh, to Tricker's HQ? Um, not too bad, about 45 minutes normally. Ah, right. So it gives me a nice amount of time in the morning to wake up yeah, before I yeah. go and have my, my caffeine rush when I get there. It's, and then it kind of brings me around. We have a pretty early start. We start at half seven, which is a bit of a shock to the system. Early when I, um Yeah, absolutely. Having to get used to um, early nights. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's not as easy as it sounds, is it? Makes me feel a bit old and boring, to be honest. <laughs> but <laughs> at least I'm on the shoe game when I get to work, so yeah, it's all good. That's it. That's and it. Are you a uh, are you Radio Two or are you Spotify? I'm Radio Two. I love a bit of Chris Evans in the morning. I think he's love or hate, isn't he? Yeah, he's he my mate. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. yeah, definitely. But I'm quite a fan. He keeps me awake anyway. That's the main thing. Good stuff. Yeah, it's. Uh, I find it really weird that Top Gear didn't work with him. Not that I ever watched Top Gear, but I just imagine what Chris Evans does is usually quite good. So I don't know why. I know. It's weird, yeah, I know, isn't it? Yeah, I agree, actually. Not it's... that I'm a mad fan of Top Gear either, but you think that they'd be their perfect um, Fit. perfect mm. candidate. Yeah, but there yeah. we go. Anyway, shoes. Shoes, yeah. Anyway, shoes. So Adele, shoes. We've, got, of... we've got you on podcast. Sorry, I just cut you off there, Flower. We've got you on podcast. Sorry. Basically, I cut you off then, didn't I? I apologise. <laughs> Uh, we've got you on podcast because obviously we've talked a lot about trickers and we did his event on Friday, uh, yeah. which went down really well. Everybody enjoyed it. But I think uh, as a female shoemaker and the only one at trickers and the first one at trickers, bespoke shoemaker, it'd be yeah. 
it'd be I thought it would be interesting to get you on for a conversation so we could just talk a little bit more about you. Uh, obviously, we'll, okay. touch, we'll touch on trickers and stuff like that. Of course we will, because that's part of the story. Uh, but yeah. I thought it'd be interesting to uh, people out there that might look like they want to do the same thing as you, but not really have a clue how on earth that even begins to start and end. Definitely. Uh, so I thought maybe if you told us a little bit about your education, sort of leaving school, what you went on to do, and then how you ended up deciding footwear not not where you end up but how you ended up deciding footwear were going to be yeah. the thing but yeah it's like this is yeah. your life he's going to get red book out yeah. <laughs> 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 I think I've got enough to fill it already and I'm only 28 which yeah. is a bit <laughs> a bit bad really that's but it yeah sure that's fine how would you uh, um, how would you explain that to somebody that might be listening thinking fucking hell I wouldn't mind having a go at that what's she done well I definitely know that I wouldn't have expected myself to be in this position at the moment, which um, is, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, like you say, it's quite hard to look at someone in my position and think, how do I get there? Because uh, I wouldn't have had a clue really where to start. No. Um, so left school at 17, halfway through my A-levels, because I didn't really like school. It was yeah. all right, but it was one of those, wasn't it? You kind of go for the social, You've have a bit of a go. laugh, go, yeah, to load, yeah. go to loads of house parties, and then you kind of think, actually... Am I even really, what am I doing? Am I enjoying it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So um, kind of studied a variation of things. I've always been quite into design and making. Yeah. Um, my mum's always been a maker and my dad used to be a carpenter, so it's kind of, it must be in the blood somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So did a lot of design at, um, at college and studied my first year of A-levels in textile design. Um, and from going on uh, from college, really, at 17, I kind of just found myself in jobs hospitality you know that you do working in bars and pubs yeah, and yeah. stuff um not really knowing what i wanted to do to be honest and all my friends were kind of focused and studying they knew what they wanted to go to uni for and i just thought it's not for me like, yeah. i don't there's nothing i want to study yeah um and so from the ages of 17 to 19 kind of just going around jobs seeing what i fancy doing thinking oh, i'm sure i'll find something i enjoy Eventually. But, um eventually exactly and then i got to 19 and i was like i know what i want to do so uh i went and did a couple of ski seasons which was i don't know if you either of you guys ski but it was yeah, yeah. the best choice ever loved it absolutely loved it ended up getting really fat drinking loads of beer eating loads of pastries <laughs> Roll, rolling down the mountains pretty much by the end of it um, <laughs> like parents couldn't recognize me when i got back at the airport sort of thing um <laughs> and then after i did like a couple of seasons i thought i need to like i need to do something and focus otherwise i'm just going to end up doing season work you, you decided really, really skis bad. were so uncomfortable you had to make shoes yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> oh god so um I am originally from the Midlands, from Leicester. Yeah. Um, but I thought, oh, you know what, I'm going to go and move to London and maybe I'll find something there that I you know, fancy doing and so many opportunities. Did that, work. So I actually ended up selling ski holidays and I was like, absolutely awful. Like, I couldn't be a worse salesperson if I tried. Computer says no. So when I realised, <laughs> I actually got sacked, I think, because I didn't sell anything. I think. <laughs> yeah, I they usually tell you. <laughs> I did really badly, however it was, and I think I got sacked, which isn't a good thing. Um... And then, actually, it was my mum that said, why don't you go to uni and, like, do product design or something? And I thought, our oh, product design's, like, too vast. I need something that's really, like, 
channeled and tunnel vision sort of thing. I need to see at the end what I can make. Like, I need yeah. to be able to envision a, a product. And um, so I did. I made like a portfolio up. So I was twenty. No, I was twenty three at this point, mm-hmm. and I was like, right, I'm going to make a portfolio and gather all bits together I thought it was really rubbish but I thought I was going to go for the interview yeah so I thought I'm going to go for an interview and um see what footwear is all about I thought footwear you know it's a a British craft and trade and it was a lot of it was born in Leicester so Northampton traditionally for menswear Mm -hmm. Leicester for women's wear um and then I believe Norwich sort of area for children's and slippers um so you know yeah there's a bit of heritage there mm-hmm. you know, there's only three courses in the uk that actually do footwear london northampton and leicester so I was like, you know i can live back at home and it'll be cheap and i can really study and i actually felt quite excited by it which was the first sort of line of education i'd felt like that about since i'd left school which had been about five years um late down the line yeah so i thought yeah you know this could kind of work actually so i went for the interview and I thought, actually it sounds really good it kind of, you know, I think it was the May that I went for the interview and obviously I'd have started in sort of the September time. Yeah. And I thought, I can, I can see myself doing this. So applied, went for the interview and, uh, yeah, got onto the course. And it was, the first year was very, like, based very much around making, which I did realise, I kind of was like, this is really fun, the designing. And it was kind of probably 40% design and sort of 60% making, yeah. which was fine, a perfect balance for me. I, I really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. um, kind of put everything into it. I had a, a really, it worked in a really nice bar in Esther on the side to bring some cash in and mm-hmm. met a really good group of like, sort of creative people there as well that were studying similar subjects. Um, and basically, it, it kind of flowed from there. I did my first year and then... I got some work experience in the summer, did an internship at a couple of different design houses. Mm-hmm. And however much I enjoyed the design, it, I could kind of tell it wasn't necessarily the route that I wanted to choose. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't really got a clue how to get into the making side of it because universities seem to push designing and design jobs, but they never really encouraged the making as much in terms of career paths, mm-hmm. which... At the time, I never noticed, but after I graduated and went into a making role, I actually it kind of dawned on me that they never really mentioned manufacturing and bespoke shoemaking as an option when you graduate. Why do you think which, that is, Adele? Sorry to just jump in. I really, no, no, it's fine, actually. I've been, t- been talking about this at work today, actually. Um, so I'm really, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, it's, I don't know whether... I mean, they can't really have been blind to it because they'd been I mean, a lot of the tutors had, had been in the industry, you know, previous to teaching. So they're quite, I'm sure they're quite aware of the opportunities that are out there. Yeah. Um, mm. Whether or not it's kind of pushed from the education side that designs the way forward, mm-hmm. um, I'm really not yeah. too sure. But it wasn't something that was, like I say, that was made obviously available to us. And I think the five-year gap I had between leaving school and going to uni gave me such a good chance to kind of become independent rather than going in as an 18-year-old student yeah. without any kind of work, general work experience, that yeah. it kind of allowed me to, um, I, I felt a lot more independent on making decisions and going out there looking for for internships, which I do think some people are a bit scared of doing, um, whether or not that's because I'd had several jobs in between, I'm not sure, but 
yeah, I'm not sure about the why they actually don't really push the making side to it. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm actually going to Demonfort University in Leicester um, in a couple of months or so to go and discuss shoemaking um, and kind of educate the students that there is career possibilities out there in bespoke shoemaking in the UK that they can um, they can kind of go to after graduating. Oh. So hopefully that'll be something. Sorry. Uh, no, it's all right. How did you drop on it then? What was it the? Obviously, you'd done your internships. So, you were on your course. You'd done your internships. You're about to uh, qualify. Uh, yeah. So how did you end up doing it then? If you don't mind me asking. No, no, of course. So like I said, between first and second year, I did a couple of internships yeah. um, designing, and then um, then we nailed second year, and I thought I still I'm a bit you know, sceptical as to where I want to go with my degree. Mm-hmm. So that, right, it was really quite by chance, to be honest, that a friend of a friend knew the MD, uh, Barry, one of yeah. the MDs at Trickers, and said, oh, you know, I'll go fishing with him. I'll, uh, I'll put a word in for you. I said, oh, yeah, right. Then. You know, you think, we're out a night out, we're all really drunk. And I thought, this isn't going to probably go anywhere. But, you know, anyway, I followed it up and... Um, this guy was really, really helpful, and he was like, here's Barry's number, give him a ring, see what he says. And Barry was a bit like, yeah, yeah, we've never really, I don't believe they'd ever really had interns before. Um, yeah. And he was like, come along and have a chat. So I did. And uh, it was just about when Martin was about to start um, at Trickers, which would have been about two and a half years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, so met with Barry, and he discussed it with Martin, and they said, yeah, come in for a couple of days a week for the duration of the summer. Um, what do you want to learn? I said, well, predominantly, I'd love to learn bespoke shoemaking. Mm-hmm. So they said, yeah, that's fine. Like you can, um, we'll come up with an arrangement where you'll um, work with Scott, the master shoemaker, in the mornings, um, and in the afternoon, you can go through all the old archive because Trickers has got obviously so much history with it being mm-hmm. established in 1829. There was there's so much old, um, you know, paperwork and imagery yeah. that has just been stashed in shoeboxes and no one's touched it for years and they really wanted to go through it all and like you know unveil what was behind trickers and unknown information really so i kind of had that project in the afternoons which to me i think they thought it was a bit of a chore for me to go through it but i really enjoyed it it was, yeah, you know, it was great to get yeah, like yeah. Some, some idea of the history behind the company yeah, yeah. um so i made shoes with scott in the morning and he well I see I made them, he made them and showed me. But yeah. it was great for me because, you know, it gave me a real, like, good idea of what it's actually like to the be word. a shoemaker. Yeah. Um, and then in the afternoon, yeah, I went through the archives and we found old designs and it was just, it was great. It was really, you know, really interesting eight weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Um, like I say, a couple of days a week and I didn't really, I mean, at the time, I didn't think there was any scope for me to actually get a job there after graduating. Like, that hadn't ever been discussed. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it was like, just, you know, lap up the eight weeks, get as much as you can out of it. And, you know, if something came of it in the future, then I'd be an absolute bonus. But yeah, I didn't really think that that opportunity would be there. So, um, at the end of my internship, I remember Martin calling me into his office. I thought, oh, my God, what have I done? He was like, could you come and have a word? I was thinking shit like what have I said and anyway he said um, him and Barry was out there they were like look you know when you graduate do you fancy you know taking a job up with us in, in the bespoke department so I was like, obviously like bit the hand off like yeah definitely yeah um so I went and studied for my final year which was great we learned loads and it helped me even more really coming into trickers um and started within I think I started within three weeks of 
a degree show. I hadn't even graduated at that point. And I think the day I started at Trickers was the day that we got our results from uni, which ah, was a really? bit of a milestone. So, yeah, it was um, it was great. I started in the July, I believe. Um, so it'll be coming up to my two-year mark July this year. Sweet. So basically, your education and knowing somebody through a friend, through a friend, <laughs> friend of a friend, yeah. got you into Trickers. But did that education actually bear any relevance on you actually getting offered the job, do you think? I feel as though, even though there wasn't a massive focus on the making in mm-hmm. the latter years of my degree, I definitely feel like it put me in a good position to have an understanding of the background of shoemaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and since starting at Trickers, they've actually, you know, um, given me the opportunity to help design a couple of um, a couple of different ranges and stuff. So that's definitely helped because I've got the ability to. I've got. I know a little bit about pattern cutting, a bit mm-hmm. about designing. Um, you know, we've been told a lot about manufacturing. So I kind and all the components of the shoe and how a shoe's made up. We obviously we made shoes on the course that we did on you know at De Montfort, mm-hmm. so I definitely think it aided me in confidence-wise and in background knowledge of yeah. footwear. I don't think I'd feel as excited about the role without having the that kind of design background because yeah. I definitely feel like that helps um, and it gives you a really good eye for detail as well. Can you? Which is- yeah, I can imagine which is key into it. Well, I saw you doing your demonstrations on Friday. It's it's critical into it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, for people that are listening, everybody knows what bespoke means, everybody knows what shoemaking is, but if you were going to break that down a little bit more, what is, what's, you know, what's, if somebody came to you and said, what is bespoke shoemaking, uh, how would you explain to people what that is from getting a customer in to them leaving with a shoe? Yeah. What, what is bespoke shoemaking these days? Okay, um, so... These days, bespoke shoemaking is, I think everyone interprets the word bespoke as something slightly different, maybe. You can get kind of semi-bespoke, um, but the, the service that we offer and that we call bespoke mm-hmm. is whereby um, a customer comes into either the factory in Northampton, uh, the shop in London, and they get measured up. So we draw around their feet. Yeah. Uh, we take... Uh, three or four measurements um, around the width of the foot in different places. Yeah. Um, and from there, we also take moulds of their feet. So they stand in like a foam right. and it takes a mould. So it shows that if they've got like a really high arch um, or a flat or if they're flat footed. Yeah. Um, we then send those measurements on to a last maker. And the last is the wooden form that we yes. build the shoe around. Yeah. Um, That's essentially so Sunday's those... foot, isn't it? So basically you make a last... Yeah which is the, the model for the shoe, you make exactly. that specific for that person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's basically a mould of their foot and then um, it's then designed with nice curvature and you know for the style of shoe they want. So if they wanted a chiselled toe, then obviously you elongate the toe slightly and yeah. give it a chiselled end. Or if they wanted quite a round, bulky toe, it's all built up around the style they want. So um, a lot of people have it for the fact that they can afford to have a lovely pair of handmade shoes that fit them Mm -hmm. some people have it for medical reasons if they've got you know very deformed feet or Mm -hmm. medical reasons um quite often people that um suffer with diabetes um have quite a lot of issues with their feet so some people it's a real variation for the reasons people come and order bespoke Mm -hmm. and we do have I'm, i'm not entirely sure of the statistics but i know that we have quite a big ratio of 
people just having it for fashion and pleasure and people having it for medical reasons. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the wooden forms made um, just down the road from us, actually, in Northampton um, at Springline, which yeah. and I believe mm-hmm. they supply lasts um, across the whole world, actually. They're one of the larger last manufacturers in the world. Um, and from there, they then bring them back to ourselves, where our pattern cutter um, then he tapes the last up with masking tape. There's a, quite a um, specific way of doing that. Um, like an old traditional method, as most things are within bespoke. Yeah. So he will do that, and he'll draw the design on, um, and he'll make like a mean form of that foot. And from that, he makes um, he then gives that to the clickers, which they click out all of the leather. So it's cutting it out with um, an old-fashioned kind of hooked knife. And when it pierces the leather, it makes a clicking sound, which is why they're traditionally called clickers. Mm. Um, so they click the leather out and then it's all stitched together in the closing room and then yeah. it comes up to um, myself and my colleagues um so from that point it's pretty much a flat piece of leather all stitched together with the different components so we're handed that piece and where we have the wooden last the form of the shoe mm-hmm. the form of the foot rather to work around um and then we last the upper so we stretch the leather over the wooden form we nail it in place um, and then the process that we use is the Goodyear welted process yeah. whereby um, as I demonstrated um, on Friday night at your um, at your place yeah so we have like a leather it's a leather strip really in simple sort of terms and you stitch the leather to the shoe and it holds the upper to the sole yes so it's kind of hard to explain rather than showing you a visual, but you, I know you guys have already seen it, but for those that haven't, yeah, um, it's a strip of leather that yeah, basically is sewn to the upper and then the sole is stitched to that same leather strip and then it's all trimmed back yeah, um, to create the, you know, the edge of the shoe, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the customer comes in and they have, you know, they have a try-on, they see how it fits them, is it tight, loose, um, is it how they imagined it to look? Yeah. Um, and from there, they can make decisions on whether they want to change things. You know, like I said to you earlier, we had a guy in today who came in for a first try-on, and he actually said, you know, we're a little bit tight here, so we, we can build the last up so we can add cork and leather yeah. to that wooden form um, to change it slightly so we can remake them for them. And that's all part of the bespoke service that we offer, yeah. whereby we can remake the shoe to fit. So it's absolutely perfect for that customer. So you never have to actually start again then? from scratch um sometimes um we sometimes make the first try on out of you know um not scraps but you know out of stuff that we wouldn't normally use in the production line so yeah. they can try it on and get a good feel for it mm-hmm. if we feel like the first try on you know if they've got quite awkward shaped feet then we can quite often make it out of something that we'd normally you know just use for testers yeah and then we can remake it out of the actual leather that they they requested um because we sometimes have to draw on it and cut bits out just to see exactly how their foot's sitting. It's intense, um, isn't it? There's a lot going on there, isn't it's there? It's like crypto facts. Christ. And Honestly, it, there is so much going on. And it's so difficult when somebody puts a shoe on because you can't actually see what's going on in that shoe. Yeah. They can say it was tight here, but to you, their tight not, might not be the same as your tight. So yeah. it's really trying to relay that information correctly. Yeah. Um, 
and having to visually look at it as well and feel it and see exactly how the the foot takes to the leather and all different types of leather obviously mold to the foot in a different way suede's are softer and more supple whereas you know just a calf skin they can be quite you know we do use quite thick leather at because yeah. we do have yeah, obviously like the country sort of shoe yeah. they can be quite stiff to begin with so some people might try them on and after they walk around in the shop in, for 10 minutes they say actually you know what it feels quite nice it's similar to um, denim <laughs> right exactly yeah once it starts to wear it kind denim of involves your body together. doesn't it yeah denim and leather yeah you guys would know yeah because obviously yeah, you've got de- denim specialists over there uh, I was going to ask you a question just jumping back a couple of stages yeah, from course. what we've been talking about there is you mentioned about um, you mentioned about um, people coming in with a little bit of money. Yeah. Um, any celebrities you've kitted out at Trickers recently, or anybody that's been like, wow. Um, I since I've been at Trickers, we've had, like I say, we had Joe Brown, the guitarist, in. Some of the younger generation that are listening might not know who he was, um, but I'm sure some of the slightly older might. Um, we, I know that we've made shoes for Luther, the the actor. That's a good I don't one. Know, what is his real name? I'm really bad with names, so don't I know like quote me. It's, uh, I'm awful. Yeah, I know what you, you mean. You all know though, who Luther good. is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh my God, you're putting me on the spot. I'm really rubbish. My boss is probably going to be laughing at me when he listens to this back. So he'll be like, "Come on, there's so many people." No, don't, don't um, worry about that, Adele. We've got a lot of like fashion houses. Um, you know, like the heads of fashion houses that come and yeah. place orders. Um, so yeah, we do. We we certainly do cool. make our way through. Oh, cool. You know, some we have quite a lot of lords, quite a lot of lords because people's names are printed on the side of the last. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll give them a Google. Who are they? Yeah. And I think, oh my god, I should really know who that is. <laughs> and I, and I didn't. <laughs> Who's this lord? Oh, oh, yeah. What, what lord am I working on today? And sometimes lord. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. not, not to offend any proper lords, but the lord titles a load of bollocks because <laughs> Liam will work with us. <laughs> The massive dude who you met at the weekend adult with a really big beard who's like six foot seven. Yeah. He was like twenty seven last week and he got a lord title for his birthday. Like that don't count. But that's the thing you, you, you can now. Yeah. Yeah, can he afford a pair of bespoke trickers? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You need to have a lord title to be able to afford them. <laughs> well what's the uh, what's the craziest shoe you've ever made? Like one where even you, that's done all this studying in fashion, that's seen seen so much of life, that actually were making a shoe thinking, oh my word, whose foot well, is this going is, on? Well, the thing is, like, with quite a lot of our bespoke, I said this a few weeks ago, I said, why is all the bespoke work so plain? Yeah. It's like, you know, they'll go for real traditional styles, you know, blacks and browns, just with a yeah. normal sort of tan lining. I was like, why are they all so plain? If I was going to have bespoke, I'd go crazy. Yeah. And, um... My boss said, well, if you think about how much money they're spending and they decide, because obviously when they request what levers they want, they're having to imagine what this is going to look like. Yeah. So they said, yeah. you know, if you're paying that much, like £1,500-ish, um, depending on whether you're going to have exotic leathers or not, yeah. um, if you're paying that sort of much for one pair of shoes and you can't even see a picture of what it's going to look like, then would you go be... crazy? And yeah, I was like, yeah. Mm, okay, that's, yeah, I can see that now, I've said it. Yeah. Um, I know that... Not bespoke, but um, stuff that we do for Comme de Garçon, they normally come in with some crazy stuff. Um, yeah. We've had like some crazy silver, shiny 
You know the stow boot, like one of our staple boots? Yeah, yeah. They've had that done just in like this reflective silver. And I thought oh. to begin with, what is that? And actually, I really like it now. I don't know if I quite wear it, but yeah. it's actually really nice. I can imagine um, it, though. I can imagine it. I bet it's pretty cool. Yeah, and they've just had, I think it's, don't quote me, but I think it's also Comme de Garçon that have just had just a black boot. And yeah. then they've had, like, you know, the yellow high-vis jackets. They've had, like, straps of that put over the toe. <laughs> I don't know what, it looks like a cycling wow. boot. But yeah. I'm sure they'll pull it off as something cool on the catwalk. But, yeah. it, <laughs> yeah. but we do do quite a lot Better of stuff Better not be doing him. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, we do do, um, we do do some different stuff, but it's usually for the kind of made-to-order mm. rather than bespoke do seem to tame it down but they do always look really nice and sort of classy what's your uh, favorite sort of shoe to work on them bespoke wise um well if we're talking kind of ease then suede's really nice to work with because you can manipulate it really well you know it kind of goes where you want it when you're lasting a shoe you're working upside down because you work on a jack or you're working on your lap yeah so you kind of it's Obviously, it's quite hard to manipulate most leathers. You, we normally soak them with a leather softener. Um, so, you know, suede's quite nice to work with in terms of ease. Yeah. Um, but I do also quite like a challenge. So we also use cordovan, which is the belly of a horse. Yeah. Um, and it's lovely, lovely stuff to see like visually, but it's very hard to work with because it tears very easily. It doesn't have much stretch in it. Yeah. Um, but because, like I said, I do quite like a challenge. I think the second pair that I lasted um, when I was, you know, in the early days of, of Trickers was Cordovan. And I thought, I'm going to challenge myself. And I did it. And I was really happy with them in the end. Um, so I think it varies. Depends. If I'm on a bit of a hangover, then swayed all the way. But if I'm not, then <laughs> <laughs> give me a challenge and I'll make something with Cordovan. <laughs> um, is there any, like, I'm, I'm just trying to think, like, is there any, like, injuries that you can get from doing this like do you eat yourself with like sharp objects at times or can you like uh, yeah like is there like oh i've always got i've always got skin off my thumb oh <laughs> do you know what i mean oh yeah honestly all the time like my hands normally i've got a blister at the moment on my finger that it's kind of doesn't hurt anymore but last week absolutely killed i just smacked my finger with a hammer i don't know how i even managed to do it um i've put a uh, I put a nail through my thumbnail oh, pit, like, with, oh, that was really painful. I don't know how mm. I did that either. I had a nail in my mouth and I took it out with my, um, like, kind of like, they're like pliers, but they're lasting pincers. I took it out and then went to slam it in a piece of leather and missed the leather and went through my thumb. Ooh. That hurt. Um, so do your thumbs look like leather then? Basically. My thumbs look like leather, my hands look like man hands. Like, there's no chance of my hands looking pretty ever again, I don't think. I still, I had a bit, we had some um, some photographers in a couple of weeks ago, and they sent me all the, the images last week, and I thought, oh, my God, my hands look awful. I look like a builder. That's quite but cool, though, because... When I think you, I'm just going to have to get over it. When you're kind of done in this world, your great-grandchildren could have a pair of shoes made from your hands. Oh, they could, couldn't they? Yeah, I yeah. like that. That would yeah, be we'll really do that. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could be the first skin person my hands to do that. And as well. them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Why not mix things up a little bit? <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so, what, uh, what do you, what, when you're making the shoes, is it mainly people from the UK that buy the bespoke trickers, or do, or do they get shipped all around the, the world basically? Because I'm guessing somebody has to come to you for measuring. So, how does somebody in Japan get a bespoke pair of trickers? Yeah, you're absolutely right. We we have a few, um, you know, sort of foreign customers. A lot of our customers, I've 
realise, do travel quite a lot. So a lot of people live in America for six months of the year and the UK. So when they're in the UK, they'll come for their measurings. Um, we can send for the first try on, we can send to their home address. Um, yeah. And then we normally give them a ring whilst they're trying them on and say how they're fitting. And um, so we can like, kind of communicate through that sense. But obviously for their measuring, mm-hmm. we need to be there, um, either London or Northampton. Do people so, ever do people ever pay for you to go? Are they ever like, just put them on a train? We'll pay all fees. We'll pay the wages. Well, uh, I haven't been yet, but I'm really hoping so. One day that'd be <laughs> nice, wouldn't it? Come over to Japan for the weekend and just to measure my feet, and you then just you need can go somebody, back and some, make them. Some billionaire from Dubai to say, I really want that oh, girl. Oh that's by the money, from that, isn't it? Exactly. To come and met my uh, met my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Keep posted. Hopefully, a few years down the line, that would definitely be the case. Um, if there's anybody yeah, listening think... out there, Adele is available. <laughs> yeah, I'm available for all. You could come and fish bits and yeah. I'll uh, make some shoes for you. <laughs> She'll fly anywhere in the world as long as you cover all the costs. Yeah. She'll do it. Yeah, yeah, specifically like Canada and I can go skiing at the same time. That'd be really good. And drink go beer. Go and sit in the mountains. Yeah, drink beer, get fat, mm. make shoes. That sounds like the ideal world. <laughs> sounds perfect. Sounds like a weird does, style of pimping to me, but yeah. Uh, Definitely. Cool. Um, so, um, my shoes are on the way, aren't they, Adele? Oh, you know what, actually? I um, actually sorted your wife's insoles out for us today, made those Thank up, you. and boxed them, and they were shipped this morning. Aha. Hey. So you'll get them tomorrow. So they are coming tomorrow, and I've got my Alvins coming, which are standard, so they've not... Um, you've, yeah. you've probably not seen them. They're just from the standard kind of procedure, aren't they? Range. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen those, no, but I did sort, um, sort the others out this morning, so Lovely. let me know if they're rubbish. <laughs> but it's my fault. I'm no, sure no, they won't be. they'll be perfect. <laughs> but you I've, can blame me. <laughs> literally, since the event on Friday, I've been I've been asked every day when are they coming? When are they coming? When are they coming? When are they coming? Really? So <laughs> as, soon, as soon as she gets them on, I'll stick them on Instagram and everybody can see them then. But thanks for sorting yeah, yeah. them. No, that's absolutely no problem at all. And there was one thing I was going to say actually about um, when you said about knowing a friend of a friend that worked in a factory and they got me this kind of internship. Yeah. I think there's one thing that I definitely learned about when you're at uni, I think people, I certainly didn't to begin with, realise how much getting on LinkedIn and networking and going to as many shoe events as you can, even though you think, I'm not going to know anything or know anyone because I'm only a student and I'm not in the industry yet. Mm-hmm. But I think definitely like contacts as you can and trying yeah. to keep in touch with them yeah. whilst you're learning and studying. Because um, if I hadn't spoken to this friend of a friend, I'd never would have got in at trickers and sometimes mm. you have to chew people's ears off a bit to get where you want to be yeah. but I definitely think it works so if, yeah if there are people listening that want to know how to get into it then I just think you've got being to put really yourself out there haven't you Adele basically yeah yeah 100% it's like anything in life isn't it I just yeah. think it took, some, it took me a while to realise that but when you really want to do something then mm. yeah just even when you're at uni like, try and go to as many footwear events as you can really cool. and have you been forced down the fishing route yet Adele no not yet I don't think that's for me I think I'd get a bit bored yeah I don't mind eating the fish after they can definitely give me the fish after, but <laughs> nice bit of barbecue trout, but nah. <laughs> I think I'd fall. Uh, the, I'm, oh, sorry, go on, Glenn, what were you going to say, mate? Uh, I was just going to ask, like, oh, 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 did are we there? Did you put us sorry, on hold, then? Sorry, guys, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. you went. I think we got cut off. Did we really? Know, I what happened there. And then you I came back again. Yeah, it's it wasn't me just hanging up. I wasn't bored. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no worries. Well, yeah, I, w- I was just well, going to ask yet, in anyway. terms of like, um, what's the demographic of worker 
at Trickers because obviously it's very traditional heritage. Um, you're newish, I suppose, in Tricker terms. Um, wh- what are your colleagues like? Are they are they older, younger? Are they like you, unlike you? Oh, we're struggling here, aren't we, with the signal? We're we're back again. Sorry, yeah, I don't know if the connection's going a little bit. Yeah, the demographic of worker is. Um, a lot of people are born and bred in Northampton. Uh, a lot of their families have worked in shoe factories. We will talk again. We were talking today about that. A lot of grandparents were known to, especially uh, grandmothers, were known to have uh, been closers in their front room. So a lot of artwork used to go on where they have a sewing machine in their front room and the kids would be at home or at school. Yeah. Um, so it was very much family orientated. Normally, the women at home, men in the factories, um, and. It's a lot, like I say, a lot of it. I mean, there's aunties, uncles, mums, dads, all sorts that work at Trickers. And I know it's very much the same across the board, especially in Northampton. That's cool. Um, But I definitely know that they're trying to push apprenticeships um, and trying to get young people into the industry. Because obviously, you know, a lot of the older generation, it's like anything, isn't it? It all goes, it's like the world just keeps on going round and round. So they're definitely trying to get younger people in. And, and I think it's working. I think since I've started, there's been a lot of younger people um, taken on that have actually shown an interest in shoemaking, yeah. which is really important, isn't it? I suppose it's just keeping the industry alive. And it's at the moment, I think it's it's really coming to a peak. You know, handmade British goods are what people are, are wanting. Yeah. Um, so for the industry to obviously stay alive and have talented craftsmen in these factories, it's, got to, um, it's, got it's to really happen, important. Isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, 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 absolutely. It's, but I mean. Not to refer back to it too much again, but I was speaking to one of our suppliers and they were saying the same, uh, it's the same with the denim mills in Japan. Everybody's old, yeah. basically. Like there's, there's nobody to come in and kind of take over, so they're really pushing to get younger people into that trade uh, so they can take over, basically, because if everybody's old, then... Yeah, well, it's exactly. Gonna, it's it's going to be beat so down, important. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many trades that died down to the fact that there's not enough people that know them mm. because they haven't been passed on. Um, and the British Footwear Association have actually been in today. You still here, Flower? And oh. 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 Sorry, guys, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah we're lost so, British Footwear Association. Yeah, the British Footwear Association have got... Hello? Hey, can you hear us? Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's all right. Um, yeah, the, Nas- the British Footwear Association um, have just been accredited. Um, they've just been given a, the go-ahead from the um, National Apprenticeship Scheme. So they're really trying to force um, young apprentices, well, not just young, actually, any age apprentices into um, factories all across the country. You know, you've got um, New Balance, I think Clocks just opening up down south. Um a lot obviously you've got say a good handful or so in Northamptonshire um and they're really just basically trying to push young people into shoemaking and make people aware that don't know that it's already there that these sort of you know these sort of roles are available for not only graduates but you know school leavers as well um and like i said it's not just aimed at younger people it's aimed at any age um to try and keep it alive and you know keep it fresh it's really important isn't it always to have like you know fresh ideas and Fresh, That's really good news. That is really good yeah. news. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to... Adele, we're going to sort of like... It's been really brilliant talking to you. We're going to sort of like round it up again. I think it's definitely an idea to get you back on 
uh, in a few yeah. months, if that's all right. I think Absolutely. you're going to be you're going to be at the store again when we do the collaboration boot anyway, aren't you, on 2nd Yeah, June. that'd be great, yeah, come and do yeah. some demonstrating, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And hopefully, hopefully we can follow that back up. Yeah, it should be good definitely. fun. But before yeah, you go... Yeah, it was a great weekend, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it were a good weekend. But before you go today, I'm going to hit you with a quick-fire round. Right. Okay. Oh, God. Pressure's on. Yeah, pressure's on. But I think you'll be fine. I think you'll be all right. <laughs> Just Go for it. Are you ready? So, so we can get to know a little bit more about Adele. Boots or shoes? Boots. Men's boots or ladies' boots? I know I'm a woman, but men's. I always wear men's. Leather or suede? Oh, I thought you were going to say leather or, or denim. denim. <laughs> leather or suede. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, but it definitely be leather. <laughs> Salt and vinegar or cheese and onion? Oh, cheese and onion. Yeah. Uh, wear a dress or wear some jeans? Oh, jeans. Yeah, 100%. Pens or pencils? Pencils. Horror or comedy? Comedy. I'm a wuss. <laughs> fact or fiction? Uh, fact. Oasis or blur? Oasis. Wine <laughs> or beer? Oh, doesn't but, even need to be asked. Definitely beer. <laughs> a nice pint of IPA at the old workshop. <laughs> Mint. That's it. You've done it. That were all ten questions. Oh, wow. That is good. We now oh, know that you're uh, a lady that likes to wear jeans, men's clothes, <laughs> leather, yeah, eat cheese and onion, <laughs> <laughs> write with pencils, listen to Oasis, watch a good old film and drink a beer. I'm just questioning. Am I, I don't know if I'm a woman at the end of that or not. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Quite possibly <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe I'm just a massive tomboy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dear cool. me. Well, that's been uh, awesome. that's been good fun. That that's gone really, really fast. It has. It has. I know. I just it's looked like at the time and I'm sitting here in my office minutes. in yeah. the car. In, in the office, and it's the like... car office. Yeah. Yeah, the car office. It's, from now on, it's a it's coffee. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it the coffee. Where are you? I'm in the coffee. You're in the coffee. That's it. <laughs> Highway patrol are now signalling. Why you've yeah. been sat on M1 on hard shoulder for the last 40 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just on the M1 on the hard shoulder. I hope we can get back on. Yeah. No, no, I'm not really. There's them signs that just say incident. Yeah. That'd be mint. That, I'll it? be on it's the traffic. It's just a deli in the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the coffee. I've got a call, guys. Sorry, I'm in the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you've got Sweet. to understand. I'm, I am the only bespoke shoemaker at Trickers, you know. These things yeah, happen. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm entitled to stop in the, the traffic for a bit. Do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Have you seen my boots? My yeah. leather boots? <laughs> Brilliant. Cool. Well, good to talk. We're going to obviously see loads more of you, yeah, loads more of Trickers as well. Yeah. We're yeah, going to be extending some video stuff down at Trickers as well. Um, yeah. Learning more about the heritage uh, with some other uh, rep, reps as well from Trickers. Um, but yeah, Great. cheers for joining us. Uh, go no home and listen really to nice Oasis to and crack them walkers cool. open. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, yeah, Adele. Definitely. Thank you very much for be. your time, Flo. Right, it's been a pleasure. Guys, we'll speak soon. Nice All right, then. Cheers, Adele. We'll catch you soon. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So that were uh, Adele. From Trickers. Yeah. You can follow her on Instagram at b small b underscore spoke. She's ah. got her. Uh, she's got a really well nice. curated Instagram. Cool. She's obviously, you can tell she's artistic minded. I think. Brill, that's great. Really informative again. Uh, another one of them podcasts where I kind of just sit and listen. Um, but having seen um, Adele in 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 her job at yeah. Clubbercam this weekend. It is a proper art 
to be fair. It's yeah. a, it is a proper art. Uh, and that's why I mentioned just there as we were summing up that uh, we're going to send our, um, our video crew down, aren't we, Ben? Yeah, for definite. It, uh, when we've got the monkey boot going through production, the collaboration that I got to design a little earlier this year, uh, I came into Glenn's office today and well, like speaking to his videographer and I'm like, you know what, we do a couple of days a week, a couple of days a month just messing around, taking photos and doing videos. I really think it'd be good if we if we uh, go to some suppliers and actually see what goes off there before it comes to Clobbercam. I think that's part of education process for me. Yeah. Is to, you know, it's all well and good looking at Instagram photos, listening to us if you want to do that, um, if you've got nothing better to do. Um, but to actually like sit down and it's like sticking telly on, just playing a video and just like relaxing. There's no effort. You don't yeah. have to read anything. No. But to visualize, well, to put those pictures into motion. Mm. And well, over 90 processes, I said. Yeah, that, like it's, there's just so much that goes on. Yeah. I just think to get that across, uh, we were speaking about this in the supply car this weekend in terms of like 90 processes for a shoe that's 400 quid roughly. It actually works out quite cheap when you realise how many hands it's been through, how many processes, yeah. how much care, how much attention. How much love. That's where, to be, that's where the brass is. Yeah. That's where the money is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's in craftsmanship. Yeah, and, and it's in the UK. There's so many, so many selling points. You could yeah. go on forever about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It looks mint. It's in the UK. Uh, the craftsmanship, wages. the paying wages, uh, the keeping the trade in the UK, which is fantastic Heritage. as well. The heritage, not that we like both. I mean, we don't we don't get stuck on heritage. I don't at Clobbercam, you don't we don't no, on no, podcasts, I definitely but don't, but you that get is it. a company like, with you know, it, like you know. Having been educated by the team this weekend, I you heard Adele's um sorted out some you know, some bespoke inserts from my wife's trickers that get delivered tomorrow, which are brand new. And I got myself my first pair as well for the summer, which is also worth w- w- noting as well that there are trickers for every season. Yeah, yeah. There's a it's, it's, there's a massive, massive variety, um, and I've gone for the Alvin, uh, like in a dark brown finish, um, which is a really, really soft leather, uh, which probably lends itself to if you want to like not wear socks. It's, it's a relatively simple shoe, isn't it? A it's really, really, really nice simple shoe. Yeah, less is more. Yeah, with the Alvin. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's why I've gone for that one, and I'll be sticking it on my Insta, and I'm sure you'll be. Grabbing a few snaps when it arrives tomorrow yeah, as well, for sure, as mate. well, uh, Ben, to share with the masses, Will so do. they can see what we're on about in terms of the tricker stuff. For sure. Um, but yeah, there's loads, like literally, like Adele's amazing, uh, and she's gone through the bespoke side and told her story as well, which is fantastic. But there's so much more that we need to cover because there's so much more to talk about with trickers, um, and that's exactly why we're going to be featuring the brand as a as a whole rather than. You know, we've probably done it in a backwards way around that we've we've kind of we've not introduced a brand properly yet to say, look, this is a heritage, it's when it started, this was the first shoe, this is the biggest seller and all that sort of stuff. We've gone straight in with Adele, but that's purely because Adele's mint and we were with her this weekend and yeah. we saw her in her works and when people get to see that when we start releasing the videos and we've got video people from people were intrigued by her, weren't they? It's they just were literally a, just stood just watching her. You yeah. know, like just watching what she's doing and just like, wow. I mean, they were doing it with shoe shining as well. Do you know, it, the whole thing, everybody it all just came. Ties and, in. Yeah, it, it was brilliant. Uh, 
but yeah, people were just watching her in awe, thinking, Jesus, that's it's proper work. Yeah, yeah, and that's where I, when I asked about, like, do you eat your thumb or, like, do you get bad hands and <laughs> yeah. stuff? It's like, it's proper graft, like, it's not, yeah. you know, it's oh, not. No, it's labour intensive. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's cool. Um, that's that's going to sum up this week. Yeah, um, for definitely. I think that's enough, isn't it? Uh, when this goes out, Ben will actually be in. Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yeah, I'll be in. It'll be Friday morning, won't it, when it goes out? So I'll probably be a little bit rough because on Thursday night we're doing a European denim meal. There's nice. like 25 sort of denim heads that all enjoy community on Instagram. Jesus. Sounds weird, actually, doesn't it? Like 25 a... people that don't know each other all wearing denim sat yeah. down for a burger. <laughs> Sounds like a weird. weird cult <laughs> yeah, I did say cult by the way then but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. That, that's good uh, we're going to see loads of that on your Insta so yeah, yeah, if you sure. are listening to the podcast sure. as it's just been um, released that'll be within 24 hours of Ben sharing his Instagram story so you can always jump back after you've finished listening to this it. podcast and just watch what's gone off yeah. with these 25 and guys in theory today which is next Friday if you're listening uh, I've got a tour of Amsterdam doing all the denim shops because it is a bit it's a complete hub for it and I get to go into the denim university that's me so I'll be able to talk about that the week after yeah next week brill, and, brill. You know. okay then so uh, well let's jump back into the real life now because I'm thinking you're not here you we're a week ahead <laughs> um, thanks for listening uh, it's been a really good one um, bit of a different angle this time um, focusing on the people yeah. behind the brands and the processes behind the brands and yeah. taking that further and further into a deeper way of thinking big ups to um, Adele yep amazing awesome. uh, Ben cue the thank yous lovely uh, yeah sorry we missed uh, well well, this is actually two weeks away so sorry we missed two weeks back we were really busy with the Trickers event and the CCSC rally social that me and Glenn just never got round to getting the uh, the Dawson Denim podcast out, which you'll have now heard. If you haven't, it's available. Uh, it came out last yeah, week, yeah. iTunes. That's a brilliant podcast. Clobbercast 9. Yeah. Uh, is that what it is now? 9. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just want to say thanks to everybody that's listened. Thanks to everybody that shares it on social media. That really does mean a lot. And we can actually tell a difference. Like, the, the listens are going up and up. And it's the more you guys talk about it, the... Really weird in store as well to let this weekend that like I met a load of people from Instagram who I've never met before, and it was weird that they recognised me from my voice, <laughs> yeah. which made me feel very <laughs> weird. <laughs> and like they were referring back to like old, older like podcasts and stuff, saying, "Oh, like yeah, um, you like cheese and onion, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know, um, yeah, yeah, you're wearing them Red Wings in nice that you've had for about four weeks, like." Eh? <laughs> How do you know this? <laughs> it's weird that you forget you that you're broadcasting to like a little community, which is meant, and we yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, met loads of awesome people, um, and I introduced my wife to it this weekend as well. Uh, and then it just so happens that she cost me four hundred quid in stickers, <laughs> but <laughs> I've not made that mistake twice. Uh, but um, yeah, she's she's uh, she's getting there now. Yeah, yeah. It uh, was good. She, uh, I think she enjoyed it, didn't she, mate? Yeah, she just. Well, free free prosecco, free wine, no children, and a free pair of trickers. <laughs> I think anybody would really. Yeah, uh, true, but it yeah. was nice that she, because t- t- she's never going to be in. She's never going to be double denim. My wife, yeah. she's not. But she was like, yeah, I can see why it looks smart. I can see why there's a following. I can see the little community and how it all glues together with the bikers. 
with the, yeah everybody just gets that and um, yeah which is which is all I've really required from her really didn't really need them trickers <laughs> could probably spent it on some now, now you're allowed to do a podcast late at night with me so. a little bit more because <laughs> yeah. she gets it so I, just, so I just put a photo on Instagram saying that we're podcasting she went first to like the photo <laughs> so yeah she knows that she's yeah. paying for it via likes <laughs> but yeah um, we'll see you uh, we'll see everybody soon yeah thanks everybody again and uh, the next guest I'm still waiting to confirm it will only be a week away I am hoping to have another member of the Red Wing team Ooh. Yeah, that'll be good. But I'm not so too much uh, because I'm speaking to the head of marketing at minute to see who's available. I'm hoping I'm actually going to be able to pin him down. Mm. Uh, so we'll see. Cool. But other than that, so I'm not so too much. But we'll be back again Sound. in a week, mate. Catch you next week. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye bye.